Welcome back to The Home Medic. You are listening to the segment on meth. Welcome to The Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet, your family, out of the hospital, and to help us do so, Heidi Hansen. Hey, good to be here with you guys. The mighty Heidi. Mm, I don't know about mighty, but... Mighty. That's... that's Mighty happy today. <laughs> happy to be here with Speaking you. Speaking of happy, we're going to be talking about meth today. I'm... Yeah. Okay. We, I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah. As long as yeah, as long as I don't have to deal with it personally. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I I have a bazillion stories, and we're going to be talking about some of those. I I got uh, certified as a meth remediator a number of years ago, and uh, what I learned is that uh, is that meth and happiness. Don't usually don't go really together. Don't really go together, do they? No. Garth is the meth master, too. He would know. Not <laughs> not of using, but of inspecting yeah, and rehabbing. It's, it's funny the kinds of things you learn. Uh, we're going to be talking about those. Actually, what, what we've got is uh, I want to cover the four signs that uh, a home inspector, that a good home inspector should be looking for to determine if you have potentially a meth house. That's good because I'm guessing a lot of home inspectors don't even give that a thought. Yeah, and a lot of home inspectors, they're just not well uh, trained, and it's not necessarily on guys' radar. Uh, so your home inspector may or may not uh, be aware of this stuff, and maybe the, the guys that are listening are home inspectors, and they need to be up to speed. So let's, let's get them there, should we? Yeah, and if you are, Garth has some specialty training for home inspectors as well. I'll throw that plug yes, in for I you, Yes, I do. Guys. Oh, she she right. she threw me in a free plug. A uh, free plug for your own stuff. <laughs> this, this is why she's the mighty Heidi. <laughs> so there's four items you want to look for, and I want to preface this with um, some obvious comments. So if you if you're going to send me the email about uh, what I'm about to mention, don't bother. Mm. A uh, the first is that if you even if you have all of these, that doesn't mean the home is meth contaminated. It means that it's worth testing. Right. Similarly, if you have none of these, uh, I've had this sort of comment, too, in, in some of the articles that I've written. Again, that doesn't mean, um, you know, I've had some home inspectors say that, uh, that every home needs to be tested for meth. Just because? Yeah, just because, just to protect. and Some people are better at hiding signs than others. Yeah, and my thing is, you know, there's a bazillion tests that you can do. You can test for meth, you can test for mold, you can test for asbestos, you can, you can uh, upsize, or you can talk people up into maybe doing termites and lead and radon. And if you tested for all of those... How much would your yeah. inspecting fee go up on a typical and home? I know home inspectors who start at, at like two or three hundred dollars, and then they talk their clients up into doing all these tests, and then the final bill ends up being over a thousand dollars. And I just don't think that's honest. So if you have a lot of money and you're really concerned about everything, go for it. But if not, right, then you want to listen to this podcast, right, and you can get an idea of of where your home might be on a scale of 
one to four mm. as to uh, the as to how much you need to be testing this home for. So it's one to meth. four. Mm. Yeah, okay. I was going to say one to ten. But I know. We've got I was four expecting items. that ten. You said four. I was like three for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go I'm for kidding. four. Four items today. So step one, we're going to talk about uh, what I look for, and uh, category one actually includes a number of subcategories, but I look for properties that are small, old, foreclosed apartments mm. or rentals so the cheaper places typically right because right the meth users don't want to go buy a six hundred thousand dollar home just so they can do a right. meth lab in it yeah and what i find and again i have the disadvantage of not being a meth user myself right uh, I guess that's a disadvantage, It's sort right? of, because that way you can't think exactly like one. But on the other hand, you have the advantage of not being under the influence of meth. <laughs> so it's kind of a trade-off, if right? I, <laughs> if I was the user, I probably wouldn't have had the resources to buy these microphones. That, that's right. And you wouldn't have me here to help you either that because I wouldn't come around. <laughs> <laughs> so if if you're that meth user, and i got to start by throwing in a story. I actually watched uh, one of those shows on Drugs, Inc., and yeah. uh, this was one where they were uh, they were talking about the users who are living in Vegas. And I guess there's some tunnels uh, beneath Vegas where they have like storm sewers. Really? So these users, and it wasn't just meth, it was heroin, et cetera. But they would um, start their day by going out onto the streets and just begging for money. Uh, wow. We've all seen them with their cardboard signs. Right. And uh, once they got enough money, then they would go buy their drugs. They'd go back into the tunnel. They'd get high for the rest of the day, and life is good. And then you rinse and repeat the next day. Right. So for those guys, you know, living under the tunnel um, can be a good choice for them. Vegas and I know I'm going to get in trouble for that. Vegas is a fairly hot location, so right. the tunnels are probably just really yeah, comfortable. You don't have to pay a heating bill. Right. And, no heating, no AC. I mean, you're and so all of your money can go directly to drugs. Wow. What a life. And, uh, you know, that is, I don't want to say that's the lifestyle of choice, but it's what they're doing. So you're not sending everybody to Vegas to live in the tunnels and take meth <laughs> and beg on the streets. <laughs> Definitely. Um, okay. That's, we have to always put in that disclosure. Yeah. And I have to always throw in if you're going to send me hate mail for telling people that these people are choosing it okay whatever you might have given somebody an idea and yeah. shame on you I so mean. yeah going back to the key point here is that you know for those guys living in the tunnel rent is free heating bill is free they don't need a cell phone they can use all their money on drugs but where's their food yeah, well, that's part of buy, what they beg for. Maybe, maybe they buy some food at McDonald's before they go down to the tunnel, maybe. There you go. Big Macs and tunnels. They just kind of go together. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so if you don't have that option and you're living in one of the other 49 states, maybe you do have a uh, a rent bill or a uh, you know a house payment that you got to make, but you're going to want to have that be minimal. Right. And actually, chances, you know, maybe not zero but less that you can actually qualify to get a mortgage. So do you think they're actually setting up meth labs in these tunnels or is it just that's, hanging out? That's possible too. You know, I actually heard a story yesterday, Heidi, about um, some firefighters in a, a larger city that's fairly close to us that had a warehouse on fire and they let it burn. They, they didn't fight the fire because really? it was empty. There was some uh, some homeless people that were living there. Oh. 
or that were in and out of there. And so they thought it was a meth lab. So rather than fight the fire and deal with the chemicals associated with the lab, uh, they let it burn. Really? So that was news headlines from yesterday. Stayed away from it so they wouldn't have to get contaminated. Right. So you've got these uh, basically cheap rent or low rent sort of places that is one sign of of meth use. Mm. Now, as the uh, the the meth remediator that I've been, three more steps. Yeah, that will actually probably be the next segment. We're going to cover those. I I like to spend a little bit more time on on this one because it's it's very telling what you see. Okay, let's do that. Um, Stay with it. I did one job where somebody let their roommate in because the roommate had a sob story. You know, I don't have anywhere to live. I can't afford blah, blah, blah. So they let the roommate in. They always get you with that. You know, it's good to, I mean, I've helped out somebody that I kind of regretted later on. It's always good to ask more questions and take time before you commit to helping people sometimes. Yeah. And these kids, uh, they were, I don't know, 25. They hadn't been married that long. They had some some very little stuff but stuff that was valuable to them they had all their wedding photos mm. they had their school books you're talking about the people that let them yeah the people in. that let this guy in yes and so they let him in and he trashes the place and now they've got to figure out how to come up with a, a, a few thousand dollars to pay me Mm. And then all of their wedding photos, they felt like they had to throw those away. So they were paying you for the meth remediation, and then the photos got contaminated with the meth. Right. And so all their stuff gone. They're starting from below zero. sad, especially when it's their heirloom photos and all the things that they might care about most down the road. So, and then similarly, uh, you know, this guy, of course, got free rent, and he returned the favor by destroying their lives. So those photos, if they would have kept them, could they have contaminated their children down the road if the children were looking at them? Um, I think they should have just wiped them off with chlorine, you know, maybe a, a chlorine wipe, but they... They weren't comfortable with that. Right. So can you actually do that to a photo without destroying it? They... The photo directly, they actually had theirs in books with covers. Oh, so you think maybe that that would have worked. Yeah, I do. Um, and again, you, you're going to want to talk to your meth remediator when, when you do this, but yeah, so you've got that sort of thing going and, you know, I did another one, um, where you had a very successful guy. He's a uh, pediatric surgeon, Mm. uh, works at a very prestigious hospital. Of course he makes some money Yeah, and he moved from his nice home up on the east side to, the home up in the mountains, mm. you know, the, that 10,000 square foot mansion. Time to escape after a long career. Yeah, that's right. And he uh, he left the, the first home to his son, who was the math user. Wow, that was generous. Yeah. So then the, again, the, the loser son, who, and I'm going to get barbecued for that too, but Oops. let's face it, he's a the loser. The L word. <laughs> <laughs> so the loser son, oh, he's got sad. free I hate, rent. I hate that word, but you know, it's really sad when people just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I could tell you stories all day long, but the loser son basically trashed his house, and that was the one where we had the $25,000 grand piano that almost had to be thrown away. Did you say it was a Steinway? Yes. I thought you mentioned this once. I I know your I know some of your best stories. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I could go on and Shucks. on, but uh, you know, these this it happens routinely where somebody's trying to be nice, maybe to a friend or to a son or whatever, and they return the favor by yeah. by destroying the house. 
So these are these are the kinds of things you want to look for as uh, as the potential buyer. Maybe if you're walking into a house to to maybe buy the home, or maybe you're just walking into a home because you're the neighbor. Maybe you have a church calling that that requires you to go into somebody else's home. Uh, if you have the, this kind of stuff on your radar then it can help you to be more prepared. Right. Nobody wants to buy a meth house. And as much as we love our loved ones and our friends, it's it's a good warning to really pay attention. Drug users cannot always be trusted, even if we love them. Yeah, love doesn't make them trustworthy, right? Right, exactly. So um, we've talked about, uh, you know, letting the... And yes, I'm going to say losers, the loser people into our homes. Uh, also, you can see apartments and rentals. So if you've got those those cheap uh, rental type places, mm. that's going to happen. Now, I, I want to also mention there was uh, there was a home I did that was it was. It was a foreclosure, but it was a 4,000-square-foot home. It was nice. So a really decent-sized yeah. house. And again, this time it was same story because Grandma had a nice house. She let the loser son into the basement, and he trashed mm. it. So uh, if, you're, if you're seeing a property that looks like it, uh, and, and let's assume that you're a potential buyer for a minute, that, that is small or old or foreclosed, you know, rentals, or maybe it's got a mother-in-law space down there. I want that flag to go up for you. So, um, so sometimes it's sometimes it's the more well-off people who have children who have money and access to drugs, or grandchildren, and they they end up being the problems. Right. And in one case, I can think of a very nice lady who knew that her son was into drugs, but. She didn't want him to starve to death, so yeah. she made his house payment. Unconditional love, trying to stick with him, hoping they'll, you know, change their ways. Right. It's tough. And she was repaid by having a, a remediation project oh. that she had to pay for. Those are hard stories. Yeah. I know I know what my mansion is today, by the way. Yeah, what's your mansion? My mansion is a humble home, but with a family, with none of them doing meth or drugs. Ooh, Heidi, you're mm, on to something. Mm. This is your best mansion I'm yet. I'm feeling it today. So the mansion is not about the size or the poshness yeah, of the it. mansion. It's about the family I'm, that's in there. Yeah, my eyes are my eyes are getting wet right now. You can tell I'm tearing up. I mean that. You know, I'd much rather know that my children are on track than to worry about the size of the house. Ooh, good stuff, yeah, Heidi. The humble is coming out of me today. So you're actually living in your mansion already and you I, I didn't much, know it. Yeah, exactly. I pretty much am. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> We're going to make this one the flagship for... Right, this for... is the flagship mansion. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm thinking the flagship podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, podcast. Garth's getting a tear. I've got tears and Garth's getting a tear. We're no tears for boys. <laughs> so... Um, um, yeah, master of your mansion. Boy, what a, what a mansion to have, Heidi. Being able to trust that your children are making good choices, that's that's a mansion. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, that, that, that goes back to the finish. You know, mm -hmm. be yourself, everybody else is taken. Shoot. Um, yeah. if, if what you are is a part of a good family. Yeah, and, and more important than what people see, right? You know, I mean. Yeah. It's always nice to have really fancy things, but it's more important to know who you are. We would all rather have the uh, the small house with the good family than the, the mansion with the drug user. I think so. I bet there's a lot of people who would trade down for that. 
tra- it's really trading up, but, yeah. but the uh, world might see it as trading yeah, up. Yeah, I was about to call you on that <laughs> one. That sounds like a trade up for me. <laughs> well, I meant trade down in house value, but not uh-huh. necessarily down in value overall. Wisdom once again from the the, the mighty and wise Heidi Hansen. <laughs> and we'll With finish my up. wet cheeks. Be yourself my because it's okay to have wet cheeks, especially <laughs> when you're in a studio. Thanks, That's Heidi. That's right. Hi, this is Julie with your Natural Solutions Tip for the Day. We get to talk about my very favorite blend today. It's a calming blend, and the reason I love it so much is it promotes restful sleep and helps you calm for the day. All that chatter in your mind, which I have a lot of chatter in my mind at the end of the day, and I have restful sleep like I can't even tell you. Same. You know what my I'm talking about. My brain never shuts off. <laughs> if you want to know better how to have a restful night's sleep, go ahead and contact us at... Natural Solutions at homemedicworld.com.